Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. Good to be with you tonight. Welcome to the show. Jeff DW, your host tonight. Kyle and Todd are in studio with us tonight. And... You know, it is Easter Sunday, so we can kind of kick back a little bit, and we're celebrating, and Jesus is alive, he's risen, he's no longer in the grave, so it's an exciting day, and uh, so we're excited you've joined us tonight on the show. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. So join us there, engaging conversations tonight, I think, Dave. Dreams. Many of us have dreams that sometimes we don't know how to explain. Oftentimes, we're not really sure what to do with. And uh, I think it's one of the most, probably the hardest questions that I've had to answer from young people when they've asked, what good are dreams for? Have you ever had like a bad dream or a recurring dream that you guys have, have had over and over again? Yes, I have. I think the one I probably had the most, one of the ones I've had the most, is having my teeth fall out, just crumbling. No way. Just falling right out. Yeah, that and being chased. Wow. Definitely has happened to me. You were chased after your teeth fell out? That would be, I don't know. There's gotta Chased be, by people that pull his teeth there's out. There's got to be. Yeah, a, so it's yeah. like you're running down the road and you're gumming things that's as you go because be a, you're wondering what's going on. That's got to be a different category of dream, a different category of nightmare because it's like two in one. And it's just reoccurring nightmare. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. That, you know what? What's interesting, Jeff, is as we talk about dreams, uh, first of all, those people that don't know about Easter, I encourage them to go to gotquestions.org and type Easter in, and, yeah. and, and there'll be a good explanation there for them. It's a great website to have biblical questions answered, so yeah. go there and enjoy that. Uh, we're not really tied to them or anything. I'm just saying it's a great place to go for um, information. So you go there. It's a very valid point because there are a lot of people, I do the same thing. When I don't know about something, where do I go? Usually, nine times out of ten, I'm going to Google, unless I know there's something specifically in the Bible, which nine times out of ten, there's something in the Bible on exactly what you're looking for. But it's always easier to pull up your smartphone or pull up your iPod or whatever you have, your computer, and log in and and, uh, type in a question on Google, and you get a plethora of answers. And the same thing is true for dreams, Dave. Have you ever looked up what Wikipedia says about dreams? I have to admit I have not. And and you know what? Dreams is very uh, appropriate because last week was Palm Sunday. And, and what happened is Jesus was worshipped as God. People were dreaming about what would happen if he were, like, in charge of the world. And that's what they were dreaming about. Only, here's the problem. Their dreams were not connected to reality mm-hmm. because he was going to die. And when the dream turned into reality, the people abandoned the dream. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Even though their dream was wrong. Their dream was wrong. So that's very interesting. So I think, I think talking about dreams this week is so appropriate because of the fact that Easter is kind of like the time where reality kicked in and people recognized whether their dreams were in line with reality or they were just bogus. 
you know, kind of things that came up because they ate too many onions or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> what does Wikipedia say about dreams? Wikipedia says a lot of the authority things about of all dreams. Things. Yeah, it is the it is the final authority. Let's go to Wikipedia. Uh, no, yes. huh. it, but it says a lot of things, and it's it's like the first result that comes up whenever you ask a question, pretty much on anything. So it, it has the search engine results. So most of the time, you're probably going to click on a Wikipedia article anyway. So Wikipedia defines dreams as successions of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. The content and purpose of dreams are not definitely understood, though they have been a topic of scientific speculation as well as a subject of philosophical and religious interest throughout recorded history. And uh, the scientific study of dreams is called wonderology or something. I don't even – I can't pronounce it. But uh, there's a lot of scientific debate about dreams and the purpose of dreams. So, Yeah, actually, um, people who hear me speak and stuff know that I have narcolepsy, so I don't dream. Really? That's one of the weird things about narcoleptics. I mean, I do dream every once in a while. And when I was a kid, I can remember, but I only had one recurring dream. But basically, I don't dream very much. And mm-hmm. um, if I do dream, it means on that particular night, I actually had all the phases of sleep I should. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with narcoleptics. We only get one phase, so we don't, we don't dream. And you need all the phases to dream. So uh, I'm kind of dreamless, actually. That is interesting. That's, that's why when I'm awake, I dream. And I dream about sleeping. Can you dream about sleeping? Am I really here right now, Dave? Hmm. I don't know. That's I'm, the question. I'm, Maybe we're actually dreaming right now. I, I'm actually dreaming. You, you know what? Narcoleptics say that we dream about sleeping. That's just a weird dream. Maybe this is a dream within a dream. What am, if, I, am I really on a radio program? What if I guys? wake up? <laughs> is this I, just a pigment of my what imagination? What if I wake up and I'm in your class two years ago and this whole thing was a dream? You just dreamed two years. <laughs> you guys are scary. Unbelievable. You guys are scaring me. I planted myself into your brain. Because I am dreaming. I am dreaming while I'm awake. Maybe so you're in a coma right I, now in a hospital bed. Oh, you know what? And it's all a dream. Uh-oh. I am, maybe. Oh, you never man. know. Todd, you said a couple of recurring dreams you've had, and uh, I just went on Google, and I typed in the five most common recurring dreams, and guess who I found? Wait a minute, Jeff. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, let's hear what your recurring dream is. I've had a recurring dream only come twice. So, and it was one where I was riding in the front passenger seat in my mom's old car and siblings were in the back. I just had two brothers at the time. And I remember we were driving and, you know, just looking out the window and looked over and saw my mom, you know, in the driver's seat, looked away, looked out the window. And the next thing I knew she wasn't in the driver's seat and there was nobody driving. And so I just had to jump in the driver's seat and drive. And so it was just kind of an odd one. Didn't really know where I was going because I was a kid and I never really had the whole spatial thing. But uh, one of those one of those dreams that I don't really I guess there's probably a way you can interpret that and and uh, you know trying to be in the driver's seat of life. But I don't know. I mean, I just that's one of them that just kind of over and over. And then there's like one where you're getting chased and it's always something different. One time it was a deer. One time it was like, I don't know, some kind of a bird or a weird animal, or I didn't even know what was chasing me. It was like, I was just running constantly like through the woods. And, uh, and then one time I was, of animals. yeah, well animals. But then there was one time where I was like, it seemed like I was wearing a football helmet and the helmet kept falling over my eyes. So it was like, I couldn't see forward. I could just see the ground. And it was Ooh, like, Oh worst. my goodness. I hate that. Yeah. I ran into a tree. I, I yeah, thought so. Yeah, I, Good thing you're wearing a helmet. You, you're reckless. <laughs> well, well, what does this website say that the uh, recurring dreams are? What, well, what is that all about? Well, I went on Google and I typed in the five most common recurring dreams. And so, Todd, you'd said a, one of your most common recurring dreams was your teeth falling out or one that you've yes. had that was just weird. But um, I've had that same dream. I, it wasn't like a recurring one, but 
like where your teeth would crumble and they would fall out. And Dr. Oz it, has put up this article, and I'm not recommending going to, to you know follow after Dr. Oz or anything, but it, it is just interesting when you Google. Is that the things, wizard guy? Uh, no, I don't think he's the Wizard of Oz. I From think. the wonderful land of Don't mind Oz. the guy behind the... <laughs> yeah. Don't mind the guy behind the screen. I don't think it was that guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, because yeah. he knew a lot. I mean, if Dr. Oz knows what the Wizard of Oz knew, that would be pretty cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Just wondered. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Teeth Falling Out was one. Being chased as a, as a number, you know, like a top five uh, most common recurring dreams. And there's a couple of other ones. There's one about a toilet being clogged. Or being absolutely dirty, and yeah, it's just kind of. I don't really want to have that dream. I never had that dream. But you know what though, I do have. What? I have dreams. Whenever I have to go to the bathroom, I have dreams that I really have to pee, like in my dream, and I'm always running to a toilet, yep. and that I can't pee. But then I wake up and I have to pee so bad. You know what? That's, so too, like much in, that's too much information. Thanks for sharing. Too much information. <laughs> that's too much. That's, I didn't I, say I, I actually hear peed that. my pants. No, I don't want to hear. Saying it. I had to go to the bathroom. I just don't want to hear. It. I think the I think the listeners want to hear. There's some this. dreams you ought to keep to yourself. That's, and not, that's, that's one not of them. a bad one. That's one of them. That's not a bad one. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a bad one. That's an opinion. I'm an old man. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think they're very interested in my uh, patterns. In your dreams, my sleep patterns. Do you know what? Here, I would patterns. just like to make a statement. Some people's dreams are worthless. <laughs> It, and and maybe that's one of them right there. No, that's not a worthless one. That's, yeah. that's actually one that makes sense. I had to pee, therefore I was looking for a bathroom in my dream. Yeah, in well. In real life, I actually had to pee. Yeah, well, that's not a dream then. You have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know, but it worked It, it worked yeah. itself up into my dream. So how did, how did some kind of reality become a dream? I mean, that's reality. I've also had dreams that like I've gotten shot, and then oh. it, like my body hurt, and then when I woke up, I had a bruise. Where I got shot, but it was actually just from like a lacrosse game or something like that. Huh. Yeah. How weird is that? That is that is really weird, but I, I think that what we need to do is talk about these dreams some more, Jeff, in the next segments, because we're not going to nail this on this first segment. No, no. And I would love to hear from you guys, too. As you're listening tonight, share maybe, if you've got a, just a, a short, easy one to type up or something, send us your oddest dream or recurring dream that you've had. Have you been chased by something? Have you had a dream where you're like... I don't know what to do with this, but I'm just going to go on a limb and just share. We're sharing our crazy dreams tonight, and I uh, would love to hear from you tonight. So you can email us at hope at hopenet360.com or get on Facebook or Twitter at hopenet360 is where it's all at. So we'll be right back here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show tonight. Jeff and DW with you, your hosts. And we're glad you've joined us. You can email us anytime on the show. We're talking about dreams. And every, well, I shouldn't say, except for Dave, with the exception of Dave, everybody experiences dreams or has some hey, kind hey, of recurring hey, I've dream had or- dreams. I know you've had dreams. I'm just kidding. So uh, what was but anyway, we're... can you share? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're talking about dreams, and this is kind of a. It can be a weird conversation because these are things that even the most scientific 
of scientists don't quite understand. Uh, there's different theories on dreams. You know, there's something to dreams. When you dream something and you're you're sleeping and you're like, you wake up and your teeth have fallen out in your dream and you're waking up trying to feel if your gums are there or if, you're, if you actually have teeth in there. And Todd and I kind of shared about a, a recurring dream that we lost our teeth. They kind of crumbled and fell out. And apparently this is a recurring dream that a lot of people have had, apparently. It's not a good and, one. And uh, it's not a good one. It's not fun. It's definitely one of those where you feel like I'm going to have to eat soup the rest of my life uh, or have everything in a is blender. Is where gummy bears came in? Yeah. So I would love to hear, we'd love to hear from you tonight. If you've had a, a, an odd dream, uh, just share it with us. We'd love to, to hear about it and uh, laugh with you because sometimes the dreams that we have are just ser- silly. Uh, but sometimes dreams that we have are also kind of scary, like nightmares or, you know, people have said, you know, demons have come and visited them. And I don't know how far we want to go in this conversation, but there's a lot of ways this conversation can go. And uh, so we're just going to talk about this tonight. So we're glad you've joined us here on the show. Talk about dreams, Jeff. You know, so many of us have gotten to the point where we are so focused on just everything about us mm. that we want to make everything about our lives extremely significant. So we, we try and make our dreams extremely significant. And even though there might be very significant things in the dreams, it mm-hmm. could be that you ate some onions before you went to sleep and you were dreaming. I mean, the, the body responds to certain things differently. And it's not that the dreams may not mean anything. They, you know, who knows? Um, however, we have to be careful not to be so self-focused that we think that everything that happens to us uh, happens to us because of some great revelation or great demonic work or, or something else. There, there may be a, a simplistic explanation to it as well. And, hmm. and as long as we're open to that, we, you know, that's good. Because uh, sometimes I think, you know, that, that in the Ten Commandments where it tells us not to use the Lord's name in vain, with that, a lot of people think, okay, that means just don't, you know, you hit your, your hand with a hammer or something, you don't use Jesus' name in vain, you don't scream it out or something. Well, that could be, and certainly that would be one of the uses of God's name in vain. But another one is, is trying to claim something and using God's authority for it when it wasn't God hmm. who did it. Uh, and I think we have to be very careful about that. Yeah. Um, I'm just not always sure when somebody tells me God told me to do this or God gave me a dream, but I'm just not always sure it's from God. And, and, I, and I'm just being candid with you on that. And I think our listeners need to understand that, that it doesn't automatically mean that God gave them a dream or an idea or a vision. We just need to be careful about checking it out with Scripture, making sure it jives with that. Someone asked me the other day, I was doing something, they said, are you sure God wants you to do this? And I said, no, I'm not. And they were shocked. I said, you know, but I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to do it how, you know, with all my heart. Because I, I really think this would honor God, and I really think that this would be the right thing to do. And it's on my mind for some reason. It doesn't violate anything in Scripture, so I'm doing it. But I, I just don't want to use God's name in vain there and say, you know, he's the one that authorized me to do this. He might have, actually. I just, I just don't want to do that out of respect for God unless I know for sure that he said it. And, and I think that's a, a very important distinction when we start talking about dreams and whether they're from God or whether, I mean, just be careful to make sure that if you say something, you actually know what you're talking about. Because I think you turn people off to God and, and you turn, you minimize God if every little dream of yours has this very significant thing that he wants to speak to you about. But you're not even in God's word, which he gave you to read and know what he's talking about, actually. Uh, can I tell you a story about Africa? It's, it's yeah. got kind of dreams in it. Yeah. Uh, I was in Africa speaking to a bunch of pastors there. And uh, I found out after a while that these pastors, several of them, did not read the Bible. And that hmm. kind of alarmed me, obviously. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, what do, you, what do you teach? You know, I mean, what are you teaching? And they said, well, we just let the Spirit guide us. And what we do is we sit around and 
um, you know, uh, just stare out at the jungle and, and we think. And, and when things come to our mind, we say, oh, yeah, God, that's really good. And then they get up and they preach on it. And I thought, oh, that's very dangerous. I mean, that is very wow. dangerous. And so what, what I actually changed my teaching to the importance of God's word. You go into Second Timothy, you know, chapter three, all scripture right. is given by God, inspired, and then right. you go to four, preach the word and, and, and that kind of thing. But I think that, you know, we can slip into that. It's it's a whole lot easier for me to sit in my lazy boy, sip a cup of tea, and and think I hear from God than open the Bible and read it and really hear from him. Mm-hmm. And, and and we have to be careful not to do that. And uh, that's just a, a warning to those that are listening to, to be careful about having everything self-centered. You know, it's all about me and that make it easy. So I'm just sitting there and God speaks to me. I'm not mm-hmm. sure that that's how it works. Dreams. The fact that you have dreams doesn't necessarily show or validate that you're a Christian or not. People who are not, who don't believe in God still dream. So this is one of those things that's kind of a, almost a universal concept, unless you're like Dave and, and you have narcolepsy or some kind of medical thing. And you know, that's okay. You're normal. I mean, that's a normal thing, but, dreaming you know if you have dreams it's something that kind of crosses those boundaries and i think we try to make sense of them because in everything in life we're trying to figure out what the meaning is or what the significance is of it so it's just one of those normal processes that we're trying to think through and and sometimes dreams just don't make sense i mean the whole teeth falling out thing it's like i think by now if my teeth were going to fall out i'd probably see some obvious signs of you know teeth decay or you know just some kind of structural problems with my teeth and right now as far as my dentist tells me uh my teeth are fine. So I don't quite understand, you know, the, the whole dream that comes in. And, and so I'm trying to rationalize this and kind of think, well, does this mean I'm going to lose my teeth this week? I mean, is it going to mean that someone knocks my teeth out? Like, am I going to get punched or, you know, whatever. And then we just, we just try to, you know, rationalize or try to, to bring some kind of a, a sense of what it means, you know, physically. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like, this is from God speaking to me, although there are some that may tell us. And as we look in scripture, we see that God actually used some dreams, some moments in sleep where he spoke to different people and revealed things to people. So you have that side of it. So this is one of those topics that there's such a, a wide array of things. I mean, the sky's the limit. Literally, your head could be in the clouds about dreams today. So Yeah, you know what's interesting is is how dreams are really used. You just said a mouthful there. On, on the idea that... <laughs> yeah, mouthful. Teeth. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> or lack thereof mouthful. Uh, like, you, yes. you just said a lack of mouthful. You know, there have been times in Scripture where God... Um, would use dreams, like in Joseph. But it wasn't Joseph's dream, actually. It was somebody else's, and, and God used it to glorify himself. See, there's yeah. a principle in the Bible there, again, that we want to make sure we understand, that all of life is about showing the world who God is. It, it really isn't just about us. Yeah. It's showing the world who God is. And, mm-hmm. and so that's one of those really interesting things. But I have a, a lot of young people that I've mentored or counseled who were um, really struggling with various drug addictions. And the drugs that they were using caused them to hallucinate or dream. Yeah, and and that's interesting too. I mean, it was the drugs actually causing that, and you wonder if that wasn't an opening for Satan to do something or whatever it might be. But you know, right. the, the interesting thing is, is that you know you have these dreams that, um, and I'm old enough to be able to say that most of the dreams that people have when they sleep are are meaningless. I mean, nothing happens. There's nothing there. It's just it's just there, and mm-hmm. and people will talk about it, but nothing ever comes of it. So it's just a dream from normal living, and and our brains going through all this crazy stuff while we sleep. Um, some dreams, you know, um, I don't know how many times you've had this where somebody's talking to you and you're looking at them going, I've had this conversation. You know I mean? Yeah. It's like I was there already. You know, I, I don't know where that comes from. I wasn't there, but it seems like I was, you know, I don't know how, I, I don't want to get into that. I don't know what that is. No, but, I've had that too. I've had that too. Yeah. And I think that's categorized as like one of those deja vu moments. Yeah. E- even though you can't really pin where that came from. And, I know. And then you have the thing with hallucinations where, you know, I have been, um, I've had many operations, um, through the years. 
and I'm telling you, when I'm under on those drugs, I dream about stuff. I mean, it's, you know, but that's drugs uh, that are doing that. It opens your mind to a whole other area. And that's not reality. We, we talked about how cool it is this week because it's Easter and Jesus came and proved reality where last week people were dreaming about a reality. And when, when the reality didn't match their dream, they got violent. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful about that. You can dream all you want. How is the word dream even used? I mean, when you think about Kyle, is it always used or Todd, is it always used in the sense of I'm sleeping and dreaming? No. no I think it's that's the, a rarity. I think it's more often used like I have a dream of what I want to do with my life or I, I have this dream. Yeah, that famous line. Yeah, I have a dream. Yeah. And I, what was that really about? I mean, that wasn't about sleeping. No. It was about having a goal. Yeah. So, so some people use the term dream as, you know, here's my goal and, and uh, daydreaming, you yeah, know. That's, that's, that's another thing in itself, too, just thinking. I mean, I daydream what about the bears. What do you think bears. about when you daydream? The bears. I mean, I, I'll think about, oh, like, I'm sorry. That's who like I a want funeral, the bears to sign. That's a nightmare. How Jay yeah. Cutler's going to play next week. Yeah, that would be a dream. That'd be it's a nightmare. Like that. I, like I, or, like, I'll, I'll daydream about the White Sox. You yeah, know? Okay. I'll, I'll daydream <laughs> about them sometimes. Sports, yeah. sports stuff, usually. So, so you would sit there, your eyes are open, and you're just kind of. And lost in space. Looking in the clouds, yeah. Just just thinking about... Is that normal? Does everybody do that? Jay, uh, uh, do you do that, Todd? Yeah. What, what do you dream about when you daydream? Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's just random <laughs> stuff, usually. <laughs> totally random. Oh, so you'll be looking at something, you're wondering like how that bug flies or something, and just kind of begin to Can't wonder about... Can't say I've ever thought about that, but I don't know. Okay. I just wonder... You, how about you, Jeff? Do you daydream? I daydream. Um, what, what do you daydream about? And how's that different than night dream? Well, I mean, now today, you know, my daydreams are sometimes where I just kind of think about my kids and going outside and throwing a, a football around or, you know, just going on a walk or whatever. And, you know, what I could be doing, if in, you know, not, not sitting behind a desk or maybe having to go to another meeting or something. We'll be honest. I mean, that's kind of what us parents will think about is what we could be doing with our time or what we, you know, dream about doing where we want to be in, you know, five years or 10 years. And, and uh, you know, the, all the times I could sit down with Aaron Rodgers and have coffee or something, you know, those kinds of things. So, hey, we're going to pick up this conversation. Conversation. We're gonna take a break here tonight on the show. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff we can talk about tonight. Connect with us, email us at hope at hopenet360.com or on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be back here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90 FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show tonight. Glad that you've joined us. We're talking about dreams tonight on the show, and we're on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360, reading some of your most favorite dreams or least favorite dreams, ones that you've had recurring over and over, and I think a lot of people have questions about because it's, again, it, there's a there's a physical side of it. Dave, you talked about eating onions before you go to bed, and sometimes that shapes the things you dream about, but sometimes we have these dreams that are like, they happen over and over, like our teeth falling out or we're being chased in the dream, and we're trying to figure out if if there's any kind of significance to that. And it's interesting, though, why we even question if there's a significance to it. Because, you know, when we're dreaming, we don't really have total control of what we dream about. So the things that come up are like, is this reality? Is this just, you know, me trying to, I guess, dream? Is it like a, uh, almost a cartoon? Is it, is it like a form of entertainment for me? I mean, there's different ideas. And, you know, you've got guys like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung who have put up different theories of what dreams are for. But, you know, we want to not just focus on what the world says dreams are, but also we're kind of wondering, does God say anything about dreams? 
Yeah, you know, I think in, in the Bible you'll see several places where God does use dreams. And once again, let me, let me just in, encourage our listeners when you read the Bible to realize that there's a difference between principles and methods. In other words, there's methods in the Bible. God uses various methods at various times. He is not required. The methods aren't what's sacred. So we have to be careful not to make methods sacred. For example, there was a time where where God saw the sin of the people of the world, and there was this guy, Noah, that he went to and basically was able to send a flood. He he rescued Noah and his family, but afterwards there was a rainbow. And and what God said was, I'm never going to use that method again. Okay, I mean, that's what he said. Now, what we have to understand is that that's pretty much how God works. It's not that we always know what methods he's quit using, but but he is appropriate in his methods, and, and the methods will change. So if I'm in the middle of the jungles in South America and I have no one there, no Bible, not, you know, I, it may be that God would use a different method that I'm not aware of to reach people there, and because that's yeah. not my call. That's his call. However, there is a standard way that he works. And, and, and it starts with Jesus. God works through Jesus. And that's how he's revealed himself to us. That's how he reveals. And, and the Bible is, is his word that, that we can go to and find out what he actually said. Those are principles. There are principles there. For example, the, the Bible tells me as a husband to love my wife as Christ loved the church. All right? That's the principle. Does that mean bring her roses every week? Or No, that's the method. And so what, what I have to be careful to do is distinguish between the two. And that's what we were talking about actually in Colossians chapter 2, where it says, let no one disqualify you by insisting on asceticism. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's like this. I read a, a thing once for couples that said, you know, for every negative thing you say about your spouse, you need to say five positives about them to erase it. And I thought, I could do that. I mean, mm. you know what? My first thought was, I don't have to correct the negative part at all. I just need to say five positives. You know, that's aestheticism right there. I mean, that's, that's like saying, I want the method, but I, I, behind the method, there's a principle there. You know, what's the mm-hmm. principle? When you say harmful things to somebody, it hurts them, and you need mm-hmm. to make an effort to not do that and, and, and reaffirm what you really believe. That's the, that's the principle. But, but yeah. is it five? Uh, someone was telling me when they were younger, they read it's 12 things. Somebody else said they read it was 20 things you have to say. I said, exactly. That's right. the problem. Because what you're doing there <laughs> is you're trying to take a principle and apply a method to it. Now, now yeah. that's when you get in trouble. So let me encourage our listeners tonight. If you've had dreams and you're trying to figure out what God's trying to say to you, it could be onions. You know, It could be <laughs> something else. It could be, remember the principle here. The, the principle is that God has given us his word and given us Jesus. And here's my question to you is, are you spending time in his word and are you spending time thinking about Jesus? So let's start there. Is it something that actually points to God that you're dreaming about? Now I'm okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the principles. And I think we have to be careful not to get overly overwhelmed with the methods because the methods actually mm-hmm. through history change. And it almost looks like there's you know time periods throughout the Bible where different methods were used. Obviously, we're not sacrificing animals today. You know, that was a method, yeah. and we don't do that anymore. Now mm-hmm. Jesus has been a sacrifice. So it's that kind of thing that I want to encourage our listeners, as basic as that is when you go through scriptures, try and divide the two, because you'll be much healthier when you do that. So as we talk about dreams, I want everyone to keep that in mind, that we're talking in terms of trying to grab the principle and not, not glorify a method or even the dream itself or anything else. It, it's not that God can't use them, by the way. I'm just saying that the methods are not sacred, and that's where I want to you know, take my stand. 
Dreams, you know, there's a physical component to it. We talk about onions or we talk about maybe different situations that are, you know, in reality that may shape our dreams. So there's, you know, scientific research will look at maybe brain patterns and try to try to distinguish what we can tell physically. But I think there's a spiritual side of it. And that's where I think the beautiful thing when we talk about conversations that save lives, there's a lot of different organizations, a lot of different um, people, groups that you can go to and, and help you with, you know, if you're struggling with depression or you're struggling with maybe thinking about suicide. And I always want to remind you there's coaches that are waiting to chat with you tonight. So if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like things are hopeless in life and we're not even thinking about dreams, you don't, you can't even dream because you can't get past your own situation right now in life. Talk to a live coach right now at hopenet360.com. Kyle, you mentioned this too about lucid dreams. Do you know what lucid dreams are or can you explain that a little bit? Well, yeah, lucid dreaming is pretty much like when you go to sleep and then in your dream you realize that you're dreaming and it's usually set off by certain things like you turn on the light and if the light bulbs don't come on or if the light doesn't come on you realize okay i'm in a dream and pretty much at that point after you realize that you're in a dream you can pretty much do whatever you want in that dream so it's like become like you could start flying or you could like build a building with your mind i don't know if you've guys seen it like like well you could just do a bunch of different things in your head i mean it's 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 pretty crazy but it's not connected to reality. It's not. It's all. It's all fake. It's all fake. But some people live to dream. Like right. they live to sleep so they could lucid dream. Can you start believing those dreams? I mean, does it? Does it? Does anybody really? Um, now I'm not that much of a dreamer. In well, sleep. I'm a dreamer. I'm awake. But does anybody start believing those dreams and start living those out like they really happen? Like in real life. Yeah. I don't know if they can in real life start living out those dreams, but I do know that they start becoming depressed with their own lives. And they start saying, you know what? I don't like my real life. I don't like who I am in my real life. But when I'm dreaming, I can be whoever I want to be. So if somebody was focusing on the dreams, they could actually focus on something that's not true, but it's so yeah. real to them it became real. So they're really focusing on a a lie or a pretend thing, and they're yeah. miserable because of it, you think? Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, they would say they're miserable in this life, but in their other life, and they... To them, the the dream becomes the reality. So, so you think that's where the drug abuse comes from? I mean, somebody's using drugs and and they're hallucinating, having certain. Can you? Is that what's going on sometimes? They're living I, in another world, and that world to them is more pleasing than the world here. You know what? I don't know huh, as I far wonder. as that goes. I'm not sure, but I do know that some people get really depressed with their own lives, and they yeah. even start saying, "This is the dream, and my other life, my dream life." You, where I can lucid dream, that's that's where I'm. That's who I am. Yeah, do you think that your life today? I mean, what goes on today when you go to sleep tonight? Do you think what went on today in your life and what you're thinking about, what you're afraid of, what you're excited about, does that affect your dreams while you sleep? I think it does. I, I mean, I obviously am not a sleep expert or a dream expert, but I, I mean, mm-hmm. in my own life, I tend to dream about some of the things that happened in my life. Sometimes, like, I'll if I'm thinking about somebody, I'll tend to dream about them in that that night. So. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not sure how much that plays into it. So or, the mind is really going probably like crazy. And 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 you definitely. know what? This is so biblical in, in in the way that God tells us to really guard our hearts or our minds. Because mm-hmm. here's what I understood as a teacher one time, and I and I don't have the research, so I can't verify. It, but I'll just say what I've understood. The last thing that you think about before you go to sleep at night, your mind will grab all night long and think it over. So people mm-hmm. who listen to death, despair music, that kind of thing, that's what they're thinking about all night. People who watch a, a, a violent movie, that's what they're thinking about. And once I understood this thing. Yeah. Don't books, forget books. Books or magazines. Once I understood this when I was in college, I used to study right before I went to sleep and the book would just fall down, you know, and, and I would do much better on the test because my mind went over it all night. And so I found that to be true. So it could be. And, and that's why I think we have to guard our minds. We have to be very careful. 
quick story. When I was in high school, I didn't like Christian music. I was listening to the Beatles and all that kind of stuff. And not that that was evil in itself. But, but I found that I wasn't really walking with God, doing what I should. So I, I forced myself in Chicago to turn to the station I hated and listen to it while I was going to sleep. It was Christian guy. He had a voice about four octaves deeper than mine, and he would he would talk, and then he would play this music that wasn't my kind of music. But you know what was interesting? I went to sleep listening to what he said and thinking about it. My life changed. My life changed in what I thought. So I, I think there's some real validity to be careful what you're thinking about while you go to sleep. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Dave. Where you know it's really important that we we realize what we put in really does affect us and maybe tonight maybe you've been having some bad dreams some nightmares and i don't know maybe there's just something that's in your life that you need to cut out that's maybe it's impacting and i kind of asked the question if you know if our own reality can shape our dreams in any way does that maybe make us more interested in the things that we're putting in to see what is going to impact our dreams and maybe even come out you know in other ways in our life so i think that's a very important question to bring up and i'd love to hear your thoughts too just on that point is it really then do we have to worry about or think about consider what we're putting in if we're really looking at you know a purpose or a meaning behind our dreams so we're going to continue this conversation and more in the second half of hopenet radio so stick around there's plenty more to come Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the second half of HopeNet Radio. So glad that you've joined us on the show. If you missed the first half, don't worry. We'll podcast this show after we're done tonight. So check out HopeNet360.com. That's where it's all at. You can find all of our links. You can find it for the podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Catch it there. You can also go on Facebook and Twitter. We'll post it later on tonight there, too. So either way... Stay connected with us, and we would love for you to share this show with somebody else because we're talking about, I think, a concept that everybody dreams about talking about, and it's talking about dreams, actually. We're, we're talking about dreams, Whoa. the significance yeah. of it, and uh, you guys caught Mind. that, right? You're good, Jeff. You're good. Mind I know. Blown. Dreams about dreaming about dreams. Wow. Dream, it's, it's like a picture in a picture, and it just keeps going. It's like if you put a mirror to a mirror. Or a dream within a dream. Yeah, dream within a dream. That's what it is. And so tonight we're connecting. We'd love to hear the craziest dream you've had or the most recurring dream you've had or just odd that you're like, I don't know what to do with this. So maybe that takes you like 1,500 words to describe. I don't know. Hopefully it's not that much. But email us on the show at hope at hopenet360.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear some crazy, crazy dreams that you've had. And we're talking actually about dreams, you know, when we sleep. And, you know, if we're really thinking about how our reality shapes our dreams, if it has any input on it, then maybe should it also then mean we need to be conscious of what we're putting in to our minds so that it doesn't come out in our dreams in some other way? I don't know. Dave, what are your thoughts? You know what? When I was a kid, um, I I lived through the era where we were in the middle of the Cold War. And the Cold War was interesting. Um, We thought that Russia and the bad guys, and that's how we thought, so please email Jeff if you don't like that language. Uh, But (laughs) we thought that the bad guys were going to drop like the big one on us at any time. And that we had big ones that we could drop on them, but we were too nice, so we didn't do that. He's now, talking that, about bombs. Yeah. Just yeah, in case. Big ones are bombs. Yeah, yeah kids, the, the big bombs. atomic weapon stuff. And and basically, if, if you were a child in my era and you went to a Chicago public school, we used to have drills where we would go into the hallway 
and prepare for a nuclear attack. Hmm. And the way we did that is go in the hallway and we would scoot under desks and put our heads down and just get in that kind of fetal position on our knees and wait for the bombing to finish. And then we get an all clear signal, go back to our desk and go on with math. So it was like one of those little moments in, in history that were very interesting. I don't think the teachers and the educators back then understood the trauma they were putting us through. I mean, <laughs> here, here, here's what they were telling us. You know, it's very possible that Russia drop a big one on us. I mean, that's what they're telling me as an eight-year-old kid. It's possible this country, this very mean, very nasty country, is going to drop the big one and hurt us. And, and so, you know, you do that enough and you're just a kid and you realize you have no control over it. Guess what my dreams were about when I was a kid? Bombing Russia. Bombs. Yeah. I mean, that's oh. what I did. I don't know how many times I went to bed. And, and I woke up, and I had the dream where I got in one of those big planes. I couldn't even tell you what kind it was. I was just a kid. A big plane with a big bomb. And my bombs, I mean, they wiped out. I didn't even show you I didn't know the size of Russia. I wiped out the whole country with one bomb. So, you know, <laughs> Russia back then was, like, huge. He was so, it's so like, you're not going to wipe out one country. But I was, kid. I was a kid. Russia's still huge, Dave. Yeah, it's still huge. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I never did learn that. But... Uh, what happened is the dream went over and over again, and I always ended up barely making it back to the United States. It seemed like the gas would run out on the plane right when I was on the on the landing strip, and the engines would quit, and I, I would skid to a halt. There'd be sparks flying everywhere. I would crawl out of the cockpit totally exhausted to a cheering crowd who took care of me and gave me a smoothie. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it was <laughs> what, one of those things. What kind of smoothie? That's yeah, awesome. I don't remember. But, but, you know, the, the, what a hero. What was really interesting is that that dream kept coming over and over again I, it, huh. I, as a kid. I think being very scared, being very scared of the idea that we were helpless. I wanted to rescue our country. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the guy that, that helped. Now, you guys know me. I'm older. It, I think that has somewhat to do with personality because I still have that idea where I want to help somebody and go fix it. You know, I want to fix it. I don't want to just let it be. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, I think it had to do with my personality. I, I couldn't do anything. So my dreams started to kick in. And I started to believe that I could fix this problem. And, and that's really what happened. Again, I'm probably going to sleep. And the last thing I thought about before I went to sleep was that drill. And then all of a sudden, I'm dreaming about bombing. I, Todd, do you think that – does that make sense? Yeah, and I'm just looking at this passage in Ephesians 4, uh, verse 26. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. It's interesting. You want to explain that a little yeah, bit, you know Dave, what, like what, what that means? But anger in and of itself is not evil. In fact, there are some things that you should be angry about. Yeah. I mean, if you see somebody um, abuse, some little boy abuse, girl abuse, I hope that bothers you. Mm-hmm. There's a way to be angry and not sin. Here's how it becomes sin. You start hating somebody. <laughs> you start wanting what I did. You start wanting to wipe out Russia. I mean, that's where it could become. And I, and I, I was a kid. I'm, you know, I, I'm not beating myself up for that. I'm just saying it can turn to sin where you start to be God. You want to judge. You want to hurt people. That's it. Now, if you're going to sleep thinking that and you're thinking, I hate my boyfriend, my girlfriend, I hate my family, I hate my, you know, I wish something. Like, now, now, your dreams are probably going to take off on that uh, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that's the last thing you're thinking about. Um, that's why it's so important before you go to sleep to straighten out relationships. Straighten them out. Apologize, talk to somebody. And and then there's another passage in Psalm 37. It says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like grass and wither like a green herb. Trust the Lord and do good. And it tells you some things you can do. Trust the Lord, delight in the Lord. The, the word I want to focus on is fret not yourself. Any of you guys ever just take sandpaper and just keep rubbing it on wood? I mean, I, yeah, I yeah I've no. built some projects where... 
lot of sand. Yeah. So have you ever dream about this for a second? Have you ever taken like a piece of sandpaper and rubbed it on a piece of wood and just said, "I'm going to do this till the wood disappears"? Mm, no, I've never done that. How much effort would that be? A long time. It, it would be. It would be. How would you feel mentally about an assignment like that? If if I came to you and said, <laughs> "I want you to take this piece of sandpaper and this piece of wood and rub the wood till it's gone," I would kind of feel defeated right off I, the bat. I'd get yeah. angry. Okay, that, that's that word fret right there. In, in Psalm 37, that's what it is. Now, have you ever in your life been so angry with somebody that it consumed you, that you just kept thinking about it over and over and over and oh, over? Oh, yeah, yeah. It wears you out, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Okay, that's what it says there. You know what? If you have this fret thing going on where you are just angry with somebody, even if, they're, even if you say it's justifiable, what happens is it wears on you like sandpaper on wood until there's none left. And, and what's even more in, interesting is God throughout the Bible says, you know what? If you really want to make it before the sun goes down, clear that wrath. Not only that, it's mine. Remember we talked about responsibilities. That's yeah. mine, not yours. I'll take care of it. Not only that, it tells us to love our enemies. Not only that, it tells us to forgive our enemies. See, now, now if I go to bed with that mind frame, I am not dreaming about, probably hurting anybody that night so i I guess jeff what i'm saying is i I think that our lifestyle our movie watching our music listening the stuff we do right before we go to bed our our anger issues if you want to call it I, Mm -hmm. i think all of those affect our dreams and for us then to get up and think that god gave us the dream and that he's telling us something he's probably telling us nothing new because the principle is dave wager's a sinner and i can hate people like the best of them and that will affect my life and that's the principle yeah and and i don't want to bring any more to the table than that that's just it and i need to deal with my my issues before i go to sleep things we put our mind to and what we put into our mind also affect what comes out the bible says this it says that from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and so when you talk about that whatever you put in your mind you know if you read about things if you're if you're looking at magazines that you know 17 magazine or something that defines your beauty in a certain way based on the outside or whatever you start thinking that way that you think that well whatever i wear or the things that i do you know will cause me to be likable by people and and so you you start believing these things well whatever you put in your mind whatever you really start to believe and, and wrap your mind around that that goes in your heart and that's what comes out and so sometimes that may mean that it comes out in dreams and dreams are one of those things that you're the only one that sees them nobody else sees your dreams unless you find somebody who has a dream reading talent i've never met somebody that could see my dreams and, and i'm thankful for that because they're just kind of crazy being chased by a wild deer or you know teeth falling out that that'd be embarrassing right people see things that come up in day-to-day life and the things that you do with your time the things that you the people you hang around with those things are things that people see and they they define your character so we're going to talk a little bit more about this the heart issues that comes with it more on the show tonight so keep it locked in here on hope net radio if you're going through something tonight a live coach is waiting to talk to you at hopenet360.com this is hope net radio feel free to email the show hope at hopenet360.com now back to jeff and dave Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff and DW with you tonight. Kyle and Todd in studio. Yeah, it's been a really good conversation about dreams and some uh, some kind of funny ones uh, that we've kind of come across. Some people have had uh, the also being chased, something's chasing them. Uh, Todd and I kind of shared this teeth falling out thing, which is totally weird. And I, I, Todd, I really don't get it, man. I don't either. I wish I understood because maybe if I did, I could make it not happen again. I couldn't understand. Yeah. You could put your teeth back in first? No, no. <laughs> it was gravel. I had to spit it all out. All right. Exactly. That it's that's that's the same dream. I, we're like twins. It's amazing. What do you eat in common? 
Rocks. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, rocks are good. Yeah. I don't eat rocks. Right. <laughs> Pop rocks. <laughs> All right. We're good. <laughs> Kidding, guys. I don't know. There's, you know, so we'd love to hear from you, too. We're at hope at hopenet360.com. That's our email. You can also connect on Facebook and Twitter. So as we're wrapping up some of this conversation tonight and we're talking about things we put in, and Dave, we're, you mentioned this really neat thing uh, about how when we put things into our lives, it affects maybe not only our dreams, but it affects our reality. And we talk about, you know, being angry before we go to sleep or just being angry in general and allowing that to consume us. Yeah. And I have to admit, you know, it's been really interesting over the last couple of months. And I'm not someone that gets on a, on a rant kind of thing because I really – I just – I don't care to get on rants so much unless they're important. But, you know, this weekend, Heaven is for Real, this new movie that comes out with this kid who apparently has an out-of-body experience and goes to heaven and sees some things and comes back and, and there's a book that's released about it. And people are skeptical of, you know, did he really go to heaven and see Jesus and all these things he's talking about. And so there's a lot of speculation on that. Well, about a month ago or so, we saw this movie Noah come out. And so everybody's all up in arms about this movie Noah, the whole Bible series TV show, and then the Son of God movie. So there's all these, like, Christianized movies or whatever that come out. And all these Christians are up in arms about it. And i got to admit, Dave, it's kind of been a little bit discouraging for me because we're, we get so frustrated. We get so angry at, like, maybe these movies that are not really biblical or they're not really true and they're maybe misleading on Christianity or they're giving somebody a false hope or the false gospel. But yet I wonder how many Christians have gone and seen movies like The Hangover, not just Hangover 1, Hangover 2, but even Hangover 3. You know, all these movies that come out, they're like rated R and I gotta, I gotta think there's gotta be some Christians out there who go and see these rated R movies that are also up in arms about these other shows. And am I crazy? I mean, is that something that's really worth getting angry over? You know, I don't think you're crazy. I mean, you guys are younger in the room. I mean, is is, is Jeff saying something that's off the wall? You here? know what, Jeff? It's it's funny because I don't think I've ever agreed with you more. <laughs> because I, I, it's not that I, I'm not saying that Noah's a great movie. I haven't seen it. I'm not saying that it's you should go see that. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. But Christians. They get something that they don't like in their head, and all of a sudden it's evil to watch that movie. But other things that they go see, it's all of a sudden not evil. And it, right. it, it, you're totally right. It creates a double standard. And not only that, but it makes it makes Christians look bad. Yeah. I mean, it makes it doesn't make you it, – it makes us look bad. And Oh, this is okay, but that's not okay. Yeah. But this is okay, you know but what? that's not okay. Let me, let me just kind of shed some light on principles again. We're, you know, we've talked about principles and methods. Here's a principle. You need to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And if you love the Lord your God, you're going to act like you love the Lord your God. You know, um, mm-hmm. you guys, the, the three of you that we're doing the program with in the studio here are my friends. And if I'm sitting around somebody and they're starting to beat on Kyle or beating on Todd verbally or they're saying something about Jeff, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take it. I'm, I'm going to defend you or I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm not just going to sit there because I know who you are. I'm not saying you guys are perfect. I mean, after all, Kyle, you're a bear fan. I mean, there's, there's huge discrepancies <laughs> in your life. How, however, I, I am also not going to sit there and take somebody saying something about a friend of mine who I love, who I care for. I'm not going to do that. Likewise, if, if somebody starts beating on my kids verbally or my wife, I, I'm not going to just take it. You know Why? Because I love them. If somebody is talking against God in a movie, I'm not going to take that. You know, this happened when I was a young guy. Um, I was a, a lead bass in a in, in choir um, of our school. At freshman year, we have forty five hundred students in our school, and my voice was deep for some reason. I have no idea. I didn't plan it that way. And and I just sang the lead bass song and a uh, lead bass part. And we did Hallelujah Chorus my freshman year, kind of really cool stuff at Chicago Public School. My sophomore year, I was already well entrenched, and you know, I was in that elite group that um, basically people wanted to get in in a big school. 
the first songs that they were going to sing or the first show was going to be Jesus Christ Superstar. And I remember I didn't talk to my parents about it or anything, but I went to the guy in charge and I said, you know, I'm not going to do that. And he looked at me and said, why? Well, because you're making fun of Jesus in a way. This isn't who he is. And I'm not doing it. And, and I can remember the look like, oh, you religious people. You know, it had nothing to do with religion. I actually had a relationship with God and this wasn't good for it. And so I wasn't going to do it. You know, I mean, and, and that's how I decided. I went home, told my parents, they didn't care. This guy threatened, you know, you're going to flunk. You know, but I don't care. You know, I'm not doing that. And then he said, well, why don't you come and do it later? You know, we'll do that and you can come join us afterwards. I said, no, you don't understand. I don't even want to be associated with a group that makes fun of Jesus. And so I quit completely. And, and those that know me know I, I really never went back to music. I'm not blaming that. I'm just saying it, it, that's how it worked. Likewise, uh, the movie, whether it be Noah, whether it be anybody else, you know, is it something that, that really is going to honor God who I love? Or is this something that's just garbage that is going to demean him and I have to defend it? You know, if I really have to defend going to a movie, then maybe I shouldn't go in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. I, I don't need to do that. Not only that, I, I think that the idea of legalism is really interesting. Legalism, I, I've been called a legalist. I said, well, I'm not going to that. Well, you're, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more spiritual than you because I can handle it. And I, That's fine. You can be more spiritual than me. That's, that's cool. The, the, the thing is, I don't think so. It's not being spiritual that I'm trying to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a relationship thing. You guys would be hurt if I let, you know, if I let people beat on you. You'd be hurt as a friend. You said, why don't you defend me? Mm-hmm. Here's the new legalism. You're a Christian person. You say, well, I'm going to go to that movie. The movie has X amount of curse words. You go, God's name in vain. has X amount, of, you know, X amount of sex scenes in it. But you go anyway. Because it's only got like two sex scenes and three. Whenever I ask a kid, how's the movie? He goes, oh, but these two scenes. You know, it's like, okay, so your line is that those two scenes, those are okay. And, and the rest, see, you're the one with the legalism, not me. I'm just not going. Right. Uh, you're the one that says, I'm going to go and I'm going to draw a line and here's where I draw the line. And, and if you draw the line where I draw it, you're religious like I am and you love mm-hmm. God like I do. But if you don't draw the line, and I think, Jeff, that's what you're talking about. There's a line there somewhere and people are saying, well, you're not quite as spiritual as I am because I'm not going to go to that movie and here's the line. How about just not going to anything that, that really ruins a relationship with God or this is our God? I mean, how, how about that instead? And, and then there's no real fine lines there that you're trying to find. Well, when we look at our world and we look at just humans in general, there's a lot of rules that we make up in other areas of our life. It's not just in Christianity. It's not just in faith. It's this whole legalism thing. It's not a Christian idea. It really isn't. And I know yeah. Paul talks about it, but yeah, we we all live by these rules. You know, it, it's kind of the same thing why we don't play in the street all the time. You know, there's just a reality that you play in the street, there's a better chance you're going to get hit by something or someone's not yep. going to see you. And there are certain things that we need to live by that are important. For me, yep. if I'm just going to be honest, I look at the three ways that I'm supposed to give it's through my time, my treasure, my talents. Well, guys, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm 29 years old. I don't remember the last movie I saw in a theater. It might have been The Passion of the Christ. It may have been uh, something else. But I don't I don't see full-price movies at a theater. I don't see a lot of movies in general because well, most of my time, it's not worth my time to go and see a movie. Uh, I just Actually, I recently saw the movie Frozen, but that was on DVD. It wasn't in a theater. My time, my treasure, you know, it's not going to make me any wealthier going to see this movie. My talent, it's not going to give me any better talent. It's not going to It's not going to sharpen any skills that I have going to see this movie. So if it doesn't fit with those things, why would I want to want to invest in any of those areas in a movie that's just my personal belief it's not a to me it's not a legalism thing it's an investment thing to me same as other things in the world when i taught school it was funny every school teacher chooses what curriculum they use they choose it Mm -hmm. and they have some criterion i mean whatever it is it's funny if you if you would say to some teacher i don't think you should teach that because i don't think it teaches the right values they'll say are you trying to censor me you know it's like (laughs) no it, what's really interesting is how we live. We, we, we live in a way where whatever somebody else does, we can figure out a way to make it evil on them. 
Yeah. The truth of the matter is, I as a teacher, I'm going to choose what I teach. I am. And I'm going to use a method, believe it or not. You are going to choose what movie you go to. You're going to use a method. We yeah. talked about methods. A lot of times methods aren't sacred. So don't mm-hmm. make that sacred. Make the principle sacred. What's my principle with a movie? Does it honor God? Will it, will, that's my principle. So if it's not there, yeah. I'm not going. And, and, and that's right. a simple principle to me. And I don't have to have a bunch of how many curse words or anything else. Now I just got a simple filter, put it through it, boom. Unfortunately, I haven't been to a movie. And, you know, so it, it's like, ugh, okay. Um, but yeah. that's the principle, not the method. The method isn't going to work. It never. You can't spiritualize methods. I'm sorry. Right, but you know what the good news is from you know today we're celebrating Easter, and so we've got to tie this in the whole concept of legalism. I think the things that we get legalistic about might be you know how we're saved, and so today is the day where we celebrate that Jesus is risen, He's alive, and so the good news in that is it's something that God did for us that we never had to earn, we never had to follow a bunch of rules on. That God did something for us that we couldn't, we we can't even take away ourselves. Like we have no power over it, but yet God makes it available. And if you want to learn more about a relationship with God, chat with a live coach right now tonight at HopeNet360.com. We're going to take a break and wrap up the show when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show tonight. Jeff and DW with you. Glad that you joined us on the show. We've been dreaming about dreams, having dreams in dreams, and that's kind of been our conversation is talking about dreams. And not only that, we've been discussing kind of how things in our reality can shape our dreams. And I don't know, I mean, there's a lot of discussion when you search for dreams in Google. If you go to Wikipedia, we've posted some links on our website, hopenet360.com. Click on the radio and topics tab there. You'll see our latest post. And we're just sharing some links, some different articles and different thoughts about dreams. And there's a lot of discussion in the scientific community. I think there's got to be a spiritual conversation about what dreams mean because dreams aren't just a physiological thing. Yeah, you can measure brainwaves. It, there's so much discussion. I mean, you had guys like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung who had some pretty common thoughts, but there are a lot of other people that have different explanations of what dreams mean, and we're not trying to interpret your dreams, so don't tell us your dreams and then ask us to interpret them, because chances are we're not going to know. We're not going to totally get it, and that's not our purpose on the show. Our purpose is just to start conversations, talk about things that, are, that might be interesting to you, to teens, young adults, to parents, and maybe discuss some of those things. And Sometimes, though, our reality really does shape those dreams that we have. And Dave, you say so eloquently how Satan works, our enemy works from our body to our mind and control our mind. So if we can put things into our body that kind of act as a poison in a way, it goes to our mind and it pollutes our thoughts. And then we start to act on those thoughts. And sometimes those impact our dreams and impacts our reality. And it's just, it creates a mess. And so tonight, if you get nothing else out of the show, I would encourage you to chat with a live coach and to talk to somebody who kind of has some experience, who's going to give you a non-biased opinion and non-biased in a way where they're going to try to feed in their agenda or what they want to do, you know, and try to manipulate you. It's just to have a place that's open to talk about things. And I think that's really the point of the show is that conversations really do save lives. When we talk about things, when we seek wisdom on something, that's really the key in it. So we're not trying to answer your dreams here tonight on the show. We would love for you to email them in to hope at hopenet360.com. We'd love to read them and respond and, and laugh with you. Sometimes our dreams are absolutely silly. And Todd, again, it's just, it's hilarious when you think about this idea that our teeth fall out in our dreams and we're trying to figure out what what does this mean? Am I going to need dentures by the end of the month? I mean, they, these are like, you know, ways we try to Ooh. rationalize. 
monetize it. That would be awful. I'm, I'm, for me. Ooh. I, I'm enjoying a no, like a denture free. I'm, I'm just enjoying being denture free. I'm just going to admit that right now. I'm hoping that too, man, because I don't want to look at you. Grandma. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Grandma, your smile's like the stars. It comes out at night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My grandma has her teeth. Sorry, I, I, I digress. I'm crushed. Take it, Dave. <laughs> crushed, crushed like man. my teeth. I, I am crushed. The things you say. <laughs> you sicko. Sick of me. Hey, you, know, you know what is interesting? You were talking about how reality affects our dreams. You know, we're looking um, in the studio here with two young men. And I think that dreams three. also can affect reality. You're old. You're yeah, old, three. Jeff. There, there's a... Uh, there's dreams that also affect reality. I mean, if I were to ask um, Todd and Kyle, what are you dreaming about for yourself for the future? Would you feel comfortable sharing with us? What, what are you dreaming about, Todd, for the future? Sure. Yeah, I would love to be able to um, just be able to not necessarily tour and travel, but I would love to be able to do music and record music to be able to get out there to really I don't know, challenge people to get to know God instead of just being complacent or, you know, just being satisfied where they are. Um, that's really something that I feel God has given me a lot of opportunities to do music. And so I'm just going to keep plugging away, mm-hmm. using whatever resources I have. To, I understand it's slow now because um, the program I'm using, I'm having to learn as I go. Right. And so that's, you know, just a learning curve, but it's part of the process. So then down the road when, you know, I'm able to record songs in a much easier way, um, I'll be able to look back and just see, you know, God was faithful and he had a reason for (laughs) the long time it took to learn, but learning's good and I love it. And I might add that, that I'm doing a men's retreat very soon and I asked for Todd to come and do the music for it and the worship for it because... I, I believe that he is going to achieve that one day, and I believe he's very good at pointing people to God, and that's the principle that we're mm-hmm. trying to, to do. Uh, Kyle, what, what is it that you're dreaming of for the future? You know what? It's, it's, I have a lot of different dreams, um, and I think some of them are really exciting for me in particular. Like I'm really excited to be a dad someday okay. and to train my kids that's to a good love dream. Christ like yeah. my dad taught me. You know, like to me, that's really exciting. And I mean, it may not be what every guy dreams about, but that's something that I definitely dream about. And like just mm-hmm. teaching my kids um, about Christ and how to teach other people about Christ is really exciting. But then also there's the aspect of like going home and being a part of my church in whichever way. Because I, I plan on going to seminary and I mean, being a pastor of some sort, but just serving Christ in a way that um, is honoring to him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is in a good, like a good example for my kids and other people's kids, yeah. you know, like. I don't know. I just I'm a, I dream about being a good example, you know, like living a life well lived, and I like to me that's really that that gets me really excited. Okay, you, you know it's interesting, and and again, I as an older guy use you for that. I mean, you're going to go speak at a school that we got you tied up in, uh, and Todd's doing the music there, and and we use you in club at church. We use you here yeah. at camp to speak. Why? Because you've made that clear. It's a dream, and and we're trying to to set it up for you. Mm-hmm. Here's what I want our listeners to hear. There's a dream that you might have, and you might be sitting there thinking, this is a huge dream. It may never happen, whatever it might be. But the, the, the truth is, if God has put something on your heart that's, that's a dream and it's big, don't be afraid of that. Just start taking steps towards it. And, and so in that way, these dreams in the sense that we're talking in that way are going to be things that help shape your reality. In other words, you're not letting them shape your reality in a bad way, but you have to take steps. So, so Todd, if you want to do that one day, 
you know, are you on a path right now to head you that way? Or is it just like I have this dream, but I'm not doing anything? No, I'm trying to take steps. I mean, I'm, you know, in the studio trying to record and (laughs) figure out, you know, it's a lot of learning how not to record. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because that's just the situation it's been. You know, I don't have somebody to necessarily tell me everything I need to know. There's a guy that I had contact with earlier this year who helped me a ton with, you know, some of the basics, but I haven't had a lot of contact with him recently. And that's, you know, I understand maybe the help I got from him, maybe that time is up. And um, it's just, you know, a lot of learning, a lot of trial and error. And But I think anything worth doing, I think of relationships I have, anything worth doing takes time Mm. and effort. Yeah, I want to encourage our listeners, if you have a dream... I want you to find, if you're a young person, find somebody older that really loves God and share your dream with them and ask them to pray for you and help you get there. See, that's what we do as Christians. We, we are there to make each other successful. We lose the mentoring process in that sometimes, and we just think that means throwing money at somebody or whatever else. That isn't what it is. It's actually giving them opportunities to grow and develop. When I look back in my life, it was my dad who one time after I spoke to a group of kids looked at me and said, you know what? I think you're pretty good at that. I think you should do that more. Well, that's all it took. You know, the dream started to take off. So it's very important that we understand that aspect of dreaming. Dreaming can destroy us. Dreaming can help build us. But but we have responsibility within the dream. Does that make sense, Jeff? Yeah. I mean, it makes as much sense as trying to tell somebody what their dream is. But I think it's it's so important. And I think of my past too. I think of a couple of things. Number one, when Jesus said the greatest commandments is to love God and to love others. I think in that, when we love others, it also means helping people fulfill those dreams, those God-given dreams. And I like what you said about mentoring because there's a couple of ways that you can mentor or you can you can squelch somebody as a mentor and and we mean well but sometimes when you know when we ask a young person what do you want to do with your life what do you want to do and they say well I'd like to play music and the response is oh no you don't want to do that because you're not really you can't live on that and there's good intentions behind it but they say the wrong thing you know instead of no you don't want to do that it's well, tell me about that. What do you see yourself doing? How can, and then helping them fulfill that, helping them ask the harder questions. Well, you know, have you thought about a family? Have you thought about income? Have you thought about, you know, how you're going to live? You know, what kind of those bigger questions? And sometimes we can allow those questions to kind of dictate the choices we make and, and not chase after God given dreams. But I think the ultimate question though is, is when we, when we have someone who believes in us, you know, if we're loving God and loving others, loving others means that we're going to believe in somebody else and we're going to help them to succeed. I love what you say there, Dave, because I think, that's ultimately an element that I see so well in a lot of the church and a lot of in faith. I don't see that in the world. There's not a lot of leadership that's, that will come to you from a, a worldly perspective and say, I want to help you win. Actually, it's more about I want to use you to help me win. That's kind of how the world operates and how Christians operate, how people in the faith operate is I don't want me to win. I want God to win. I want you to win. And when we start working in that direction, that's a leadership thing that I think is something that goes beyond what this world will offer. And it's kind of from the bottom up instead of from the top down. And I love concepts of leaders. I'm talking dreams and in our realities, but we all are going to have dreams. But I think the thing that holds us back from dreaming, though, is for many of us, there's a lack of hope. And when there's a lack of hope, it restricts us from being able to dream adequately. And so tonight, if you're feeling like you're without hope, I want to encourage you that you've got a place you can go. You can go online and chat with a live coach and find out what it means to have hope. When you have hope, then you can begin to dream. When you don't have hope, all you can see is what's in front of you, and that can be depressing. It can lead you to make choices that cause maybe an end in a life or something else. It just becomes destructive. When you have hope, you can move forward. You can dream. You can 
the sky is the limit, literally. So I encourage you tonight, even before you go to bed and dream, know where your hope is tonight. And we encourage you to chat with a live coach to know about God and know about what he did for you today we celebrate in Easter. So chat right now, hopenet360.com. We're going to post the show later. We'd love for you to listen to it, share it with your friends, get it on iTunes, whatever you want to do. Uh, we would love to stay connected with you. We're on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360 and also our website, hopenet360.com. So for all of us, DW, Kyle, Todd, it's Jeff saying so long. Thanks for joining us on the show tonight here on HopeNet Radio. Bye, guys. See you.